Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who subscribe for early and ad-free listening at Patreon.com slash Sunranto and also by MyBookie. Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but to me, a game's more exciting when you put your money on it. Now, if I've got a gut feeling about a matchup, and I bet on it, and I win, well, that's the best feeling in the world. Uh, regardless of whether you've been betting for years, or this is your first time betting, my bookie is your best bet this season. MyBookie.ag. Now, you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, they've got parlays. So, uh, if you got a couple big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Pro football, college football, MLB playoffs are in full swing, and also hockey and basketball are right around the corner. Now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the game. MyBookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie is going to double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. You're going to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another off-season edition of the Sunranto Show featuring your favorite podcasters in the Cubs baseball world. And of course, there's a creepy crawlies here tonight. And I, of course, am Rocket Man. All right, guys. I, I must admit, tonight I am a little bit uh, tired. I've been kind of at it since seven thirty. The Bleacher Bum Band was out there recording out at Fort Knox Studios on the West Side. Putting, laying down some bass tracks. I had to work. I fucked up at work and had to do things twice. Uh, just been one of those days. So if I'm in Are a mood, you- I, then I'll be in a mood. I'm Danny Okay, Rocket so High. the Bleacher Bum Band is recording. Will it be available on Wax Cylinder? You know, we were talking. Ooh. Yeah, we were talking about it today. Bleacher Jeff <laughs> would like Fucking to put hipsters. it. Come on. Yeah, no, we're making. In, in fact, we're going way back. We're making 78s. You got to go by 
a 78 player, you know those like like big fat records that play really fast, you get half a song on on one side of a record. It's amazing. It's exactly how people used to listen to it when music was king in 1922. Aren't you excited? Yeah, yeah so it's, uh, as long as the 8-track is coming out too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to do the 8-track and, of course, uh, cassettes. And uh, we may just... Um, also, just uh, record it live, completely live in front of an audience, and then uh, burn the tapes, too. So you had to be there. No, no, we're just going to make a record. and then. It, but it's coming out. I'm excited. But I'm tired, and so I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk real quick about congratulations to the Washington Johnnies who are in yeah. the World Series for the National League. Um, and thank you all for your donations to Johnny for the ticket was just kind of some dumb idea I had. I was like, uh, you know, I gave Lyle money last year to get a ticket to see the Dodgers and the Red Sox. And, I, you know, that's, for, you know, tickets and beer. That's what the Patreon money goes towards. And uh, so I'm like, oh, Johnny's been on the show. I'm going to send him $100. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody loves Johnny. So uh, what I should do is see if we can get him a little bit more money to get in there. And we've almost got 500 bucks towards a ticket which I'm nice. hoping is as much as the ticket costs, but it's well, worth it. And, and we've gone 2-0, and oh, right? You got tickets for the Cubs. Uh, Lyle got tickets for the Red Sox. Those are the champions in those years. Yeah. So we got to go for three. Yep. And then we'll be 3-0, and oh, Washington Nationals champions, and uh, Johnny uh, will explode. I think he might explode, but here's why I like Washington so much. They've done so much, and I can see why Cubs fans love them. They've done so much for Cubs fans. They knocked out the Brewers in the wild card game, dramatically kicked the crap out of them at the end of the game, put a dagger in their heart, and twisted it around. And then the Dodgers, who have knocked the Cubs out in the past, you know, and everybody hates them, and they've got such an asshole fan base that tries well, to fight and- everybody and punches my girlfriend in the face. They get knocked out by uh, the Washington Nationals, so thank you again. So it makes me love them more. And then they sweep the Cardinals. Sweep the Cardinals. Sweep the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, come I mean, on. Did anybody, really, did anybody really see that, NLC, that NLCS going down the way that it did as, as just uh, such a one-sided ass-whooping as, as what happened? I mean... We were all waiting for it all year for the Cardinals to look like dog crap because we thought they weren't that good. And then finally, the last four games, they were just horrible. What did they get? Uh, five total runs in four games or something? It was it was one of the worst hitting series in playoff history. They were, they were just abysmal. They just got completely shut down. In the first two games, uh, it was a six-inning no-hitter bid and then a five-inning no-hitter bid. Uh, you know, that's that's terrible. You can't really start that way in the first two games. At home. You know, yeah. <laughs> and not only well, that, though, but... Nobody the, was the, there to see it, so... $10 tickets. Notice. Yeah, $10 tickets. It was cold, but come on, wear a coat. You know, and the Cardinals were one of the best defensive teams all year, and stuff like that. I mean, like, the defense just looked like crap. It looked like, you know, they just looked so tight. It was unbelievable how bad they looked. Yeah, getting caught. Yeah, I mean, they looked like the Cubs. Toot plans and <laughs> errors. 
Oh man, but it was it was nice to see and you know, when the Nationals put up what seven runs in the first inning of game 4. I mean, the Cardinals kind of fought back in that game, which I did not want. But um but hey man, the the sweep, beautiful thing and like I'm pulling for the Nationals all the way this year. Yeah, you know, I don't care. You know what makes AL me laugh it. a little bit more though is, you know, I, I always hated Tony LaRusa for many many years. Many years hated LaRusa just a jag off. And then who do they get next is what? Mike Matheny? Yeah, who is just another meathead piece of garbage jag bag. I didn't know much, to be honest, about Mike Schilt or whatever, however you pronounce it. All and, I knew and is, we, and we still don't know much about that guy. But nobody you know, cares. I was really hoping Matheny would get like a lifelong contract because he totally screwed the Cardinals up big time. But uh, when Schilt went on that big rant, I don't know if you saw that after yeah. <laughs> they won the NLDS. Yeah, we don't look. Nobody fucks with us. We're the fucking best in the fucking world, and we're the fucking fuck fucks. Yeah, that I'm paraphrasing, right. of course. Well, <laughs> and and then he himself uh, made it almost impossible to win that because Flaherty. He put Flaherty out there in that NLDS with a 13-run lead. <laughs> Fucking, he went yeah. 113 pitches. As we call it in Cubs land, he Dusty Bakered him. Oh, my God, he Dusty ba- Dusty Baker called and was like, I'd have pulled him three innings. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, 13 runs? What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, but, but, I could not believe that shit. But, Crawley, oh, I, lo- was- I love your point about Mike Schilt and his tirade. I, I think I know what you're going to say. That they, that- yeah, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those things. They, they had such a big deal with Acuna. They made like just like, you know, all of a sudden they became the moral. And I didn't know how much Schilt was, was or was not like that, you know. And, but then all of a sudden you started to hear kind of some of the shit that he was saying. It was like, you know what? Shut up. Who cares if Acuna is looking at a ball? If he's the dummy who sits on first instead of being on second, that's his own dumb fault. You know, who cares with this? with the baseball police crap. And I didn't know he was that much like Seriously, it. But it they're, was... they're like the NATO of MLB, just going around police in the world. I don't it's like it. So, it's so tiring, man. It's just annoying. And Yachty's the worst of it. You know, just, you know, he's, and he's such a crybaby every time, like he, you know, a ball hits him a little bit, you know, like, what was that? The one at Wrigley when he cried about that. And it barely hit him. And then he tried to fire up the team after he did get plugged. And then there was another hit by pitch, which he just kind of like stared down. Like, I think it was in game four after they were already down by seven. And and then it's completely acceptable that, you know, the way that he throws his bat into fucking right field or whatever the fuck he did. You know, like you you don't get it both ways. Yep. Any other team that would have thrown their bat, they would have said they were showing up the pitcher. And granted, you know, it's like he may be trying to say something about Acuna, but it's still that's showing up the pitcher. If that's what you don't like, you don't then do it. So uh, Dennis did not take the loss well. I text, <laughs> I, I texted with him. I, I let it have a moment, you know, because what did they did? They win on what, Tuesday night or was it Monday? I'm, I'm all off days. That was Tuesday night, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Tuesday night, I think. So I, I no, it was Monday. Who cares? Uh, I, I wrote, um, con- congrats on your division champion hat, spelled C-H-A-M-P-E-N hat. I know it was supposed to say champion, but they manufactured them in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I go, seriously, great season, did a lot unexpectedly, and he just writes back, thanks. And, I'm, and, I, and I go, 
ran into a baby shark. Do 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 do. And he goes, I hope they get swept. Fucking hate the shark. And so I sent him a picture of a shark. And the last I heard of him was when he disliked the image. <laughs> so Ooh. he's not taking it well out there in Dennis Land. I was going to ask, I want him and Johnny on the show to like, re- to kind of recap the series. And I'm like, I'm going to leave Dennis alone a little bit. <laughs> we'll get De- we'll get Johnny back on just to be excited for the World Series. We'll talk to Dennis sometime in the offseason or something, you know, once once he's cooled off a little bit. Right. Well, in the way the, the weather is going, the World Series isn't going to start for like another two weeks. <laughs> yeah, right, because of the rain. But yeah. but but actually, that was just one game, and, and I guess they're not going to push anything back. They're just not going to have an off day. Yeah, yeah. they're just mm-hmm. scratching the travel day, which is no big deal. I know, and it's funny when you see people that get all pissy about the not having a travel day. Um, they play the entire season that way. Yeah, they're like, That's- what are they going to do? And you're like, the same like they usually do? <laughs> yeah. No, it does change things a little bit, but it changes it for both teams. I don't I've seen some speculation that it helps this team or that the other one, but I'm just like, no, it doesn't. You know, it just it it you know, maybe in retrospect you could say, well, that's when it went down like when, you know, the Cubs had 93 rainouts, but that's 93 rainouts in 2018, not just one. Um, when you have a day that you can play it in the same city that you're already in, like it's fine. Yeah. Everybody's fine. Every, everything's good. They're, they didn't have to go somewhere else. Well, it's Just three to one in. Astros as we speak in the top of the fifth inning. And um, for the sake of Johnny getting tickets, I'm kind of hoping it's the Astros because uh, Yankee fans can tr- easily travel to Washington, D.C. And right now it looks like it might be Astros are ahead two to one. Um, I, you know, personally, I would like to see the Yankees in it. I think that'd be interesting to see really uh, great home run hitting talent uh, up and down the lineup versus amazing uh, pitching and even Hannibal Sanchez, who nobody was expecting to be amazing, but good. You know, he'd be a number three on the Cubs, maybe close to two, you know, but we can't, you know, I don't know if it would be that way. Because, I mean, the one and only topic for the playoffs is the dead ball is back. (laughs) I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. We see every, you know, we see Titleist golf balls bouncing out. I don't know how many times I've seen shots in the playoff and like, ooh, he got it. And then it's, it's like doesn't even make the fucking warning track. And I'm like, my home run radar is completely out of whack yeah it's like you're, you're sitting not, in- you're you're not the only one I, I i see defenders when they're when they're out in the outfield playing defense yeah they take a step back the wrong jumps off the ball yeah they're taking step backs because all year it's been one way or the other it's like and it's like we're all sitting uh underneath the overhang in terrace reserve <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the terrible. entire world it's, exactly well, it all looks like a home run and it isn't yeah and and manfred just keeps saying it's the same ball. It's not any different. It's the same ball. Just a different when, stamp on the ball. He literally said that. Yeah. He goes, when, he goes no, the only difference is the stamp. It's just postseason. It's a four-pound stamp, to be fair. <laughs> it's a four-pound stamp. Well, they should have never used that lead ink. <laughs> now, you know, okay. you know, they, they're getting every NASA scientist to investigate this. They're all saying the same thing, that the balls are different, and he just keeps kind of going with that same company line. Well, well, I mean, it works for the president. 
Why not fucking work for, you know, the commissioner of baseball? Well, it's, it, it does because nobody's freaking criticizing him or except for us. And he's like, eh, what do I care about you guys? Okay. And he obviously so does, I have a legitimate Rob question. Rob Mamber does not care about baseball. He hates it. Yeah. I have a, okay. So I have a legitimate question. I was going to bring this up. It's perfect time. Um, don't laugh. I know it sounds crazy, but. Is Rob left. Manfred worse for baseball than Bud Selig was? Mm, I mean, <laughs> Rob Manfred hasn't had the time to fuck things up in the way. Bud no, Selig. but that should be a goddamn just straight out. No, Bud Selig sucked. But in the short time that Manfred's been there, it's like I don't even know what the fuck game he wants to have played. You know, like I don't, I don't get what he wants to do out there. He wants to ban anything that anybody does. You know, no shifting. You know, uh, what what are, what are the other things? No oh, then pitch clock. No pitch. Oh yeah, the pitch clock. You can't take your time. Um, Have a runner start second wants, and extra innings. He wants the games to go faster, but he wants more offense, which those two things don't work together. Yeah, yeah, Rob Rob Manfred, I mean, plus, like, I, and I didn't know this until very recently, and I still don't know that much about it, but he was quite involved in the uh, steroid scandal as well. He was yeah. right in the middle of that, like, paying people off and, like, you know, he's just a criminal. They, they're all m- maybe just criminals. It might be just, like, some weird – because MLB is the only legal monopoly in the entire country, the only one. You know about this? Yeah. So, like, and I don't know if that's changed since the last time I heard it, but it wasn't that long ago. But, I mean, they can just get away with any anything. They've got complete impunity and whatever. Uh, I don't know. Let's move on. Let's okay, move on. Let's move on. Let's talk next about. Year, next year, which ball do you want? Do you want the playoff ball or do you want the regular season ball? Playoff I mean, ball. What they, what they need to start doing is taking a look at how the, uh, the standards as far as it goes. And, and, and here's the thing, and I've read a couple articles as far as MLB is now kind of working with different casinos and stuff like that. So there's when uh, you start adding the gambling aspect to it. They're all cheating, too, just oh, for yeah. money. They're, it's, it's insider trading. Oh, my God. It's so obvious, and people are like, they would never do that. Yes, they fucking would. They always do that, and then somebody goes to jail 12 years later. Yeah, they're fucking billionaires. How do you think they got (laughs) there? By stealing from you. Yes. (laughs) So uh, once you start getting into bed with the casinos and stuff like that, then people are going to ask legitimate questions when you talk about over-unders and other questions like that. As far as the ball, I mean... Is you know I just, you know I think the ball should stay the same and and now MLB kind of controls everything as far as the production everything like that. Mm. It's yeah, like they a lot own, of issues. They own Rawlings, so yeah, it's like a casino making their own dice. <laughs> <That's ridiculous>. <laughs> right, <laughs> it really is. Oh God, it's uh, we we might go down. It, like some really strange path at some point, baseball wise, in the near future. And I hope I eat my words on this because who who needs that? We all just want to be entertained by baseball. That's our thing. Uh, it, but I, I really think that we. I mean, baseball has always had scandals, 
but you know, they're all, it, it's as usually things get bigger in the world and everything seems more amplified as time goes on due to social media and the constant like reverberation of everything anybody ever tweets or writes down or not even writes down, writes down is the safest, safest thing you could do. Um, or, you know, all the record. I mean, it's going to reverberate. Somebody's going to get caught. It's going to get big. Shit's going to go down. It's, it's going to be ugly. It's just like a weird prediction I have. Because it happens every now and again. Yeah. Uh. Well, can we move on to some big, big Cubs news that broke this week, at least since the last time we spoke? The that- Cubs have a new manager? No, no. Theo Epstein is being sued. Oh. Sued. Because his dog pissed in a mansion in 2015. This mansion, according to Theo Epstein, uh, deserved to be peed on because it was infested with scorpions. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh my yep. god! And see, this is what happens. And and to be fair, nobody likes the band the Scorpions. I would have also sicked my dog on them. <laughs> I can. Guarantee- we are talking about the band, the the hair metal band Scorpions. Yeah, they were just in there going, "Here I am, <laughs> ride you like a hurricane." And and Theo's like, "We're really." Theo's like, well, I'm really more of a Pearl Jam guy. <laughs> oh, what about the what about the Winds of Change? Anyone remember that one? <laughs> was that on there? I don't oh, remember that is one. Is that the one with Gorky Park in it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, but I did love this story because Theo's dog is small, and I'm just like, well, that's got to be a lot of piss to like. Because they said it had, like, seeped through the floors and ruined the floorboards and they had to replace the tile and all this stuff uh, due to this tiny dog that pissed. And uh, Theo has gone on record in the past as saying he can't even get his dog to pee outside or something like that to, or to not pee in the house. He, he was named one of the uh, – it was after 2016. He was named by Time Magazine to be one of the most influential men on the planet. And Theo is very self-deprecating, right. and he said, "He said, look, I'm not influential. I can't even, you know, get my dog to pee outside." And, and that was the reference, but nobody knew that that may be subpoenaed later on, right? <laughs> yeah, now it's getting <laughs> subpoenaed. Oh man! And um, Julian Green, the Cubs' uh, spokesman, said uh, it's a frivolous lawsuit, which obviously <laughs> it is, <laughs> because I mean, this happened in 2015. This is before he even got asked to sing background and play tambourine with Pearl Jam. Yeah. So, and if you have a mansion, you can probably fix that shit. You probably have the money to do it. It's annoying, but you can do it. Well, they're, you know? they're suing Theo to fix it. That's I mean, once again, how do you get money? Suing people, frivolous lawsuits, stealing with gambling, cheating. Yes. No, it's really how it's done. I, no, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. Well, I have nothing else to add on this uh, story, <laughs> except for that I found it fucking hilarious. Yeah, and um, because I, that just I'm, that also shows you how 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 bored we are in the off season. Well, this is like major news. Thank God for the Nationals because I really have been enjoying watching them play. But I, you, you know, I have been watching the playoffs. I've been watching all of the playoffs. Well, not all, but whatever. If the game's on when I come home, I turn it on. I watch. I tell you, it's nice though. Uh, Yankee, I think it was the Yankees and Astros win extra innings. Yeah, I just shut it off. I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yeah, I will find out later. <laughs> if it's the fucking Cubs, you know, I've I've 
you know, I'm two hours of sleep, yeah. stressed, eating, you know, yeah. hoping I don't have to take a shit through an entire inning. Like I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking. I'm like you're worried about your bowel movements. Oh God. <laughs> so, but um, you know, hey. Astros and Yankees, like, yeah, fuck them. So a little Cubs, ex-Cubs news. Uh, uh, Joe Madden is now with the Angels officially. Yep. Three-year deal, right? Yeah. What was it? $12 million bucks. Yeah. Yep. So now Joe goes there, and he's going to change it. He's like, I already have a plan to change the culture here in Anaheim. We're getting rid of the meth. We're going to the wine. <laughs> fucking that you know that was in his his press conference in the uh in the bar there at anaheim second at move disney world second move tommy Listella benched <laughs> <laughs> tommy Listella, fucking bench player forever <laughs> ride it tommy <laughs> ride it. i totally forgot about that you're holy getting, shit getting... yes he's reunited with tommy you're... I know you might have hit 30 home runs in half a season, but uh, now I'm just going to send you up there to bunt twice a week. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you you can play second base when Shohei Otana is pitching. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you're not in That's there. it. Shohei gets second and pitcher now. So, And for, <laughs> and for our manager, it certainly seems uh, that people are reporting that it's down to the two, David Ross or uh, Espada, Joe Espada. So we either get a David or a Joe again. And uh, and they also interviewed Gabe Kapler, which was kind of an interesting thing. Um, it, uh, interesting, scary. Yeah, because like Gabe Kapler was a failure in Philadelphia. But, I mean, he also has a very – I mean, his reputation is, is pretty good good about baseball stuff he did have that one thing where he didn't report a rape but he, yeah uh, but but you know which might not be the well, best that fit he, that the he, didn't, he did he didn't report the sexual assault but also that the phillies fucking hated him all the players hated him yeah i heard dave kaplan tell a story about how gabe kapler um he likes ice cream but he w- won't swallow it <laughs> I heard that too. He puts it in his mouth and it spits it out. Yeah. <laughs> There's you... just too many jokes to make there. <laughs> really... Oh my yeah, god. We don't need this kind of controversy right now with the with Nobody... some kind of ice cream uh spitter outer. No you hey, know look, if you're gonna be the head of the team, we don't want a spitter. Right, yeah. right, right. We need a swallower. I just think it's funny we were talking about the different managerial candidates last time, and and sure, so I think uh, both me and Michael Cotton had uh, Raul Abanez at the top of his list, and he he pulled himself out right after we said that, and then it was kind of weird because some people Carlos were Beltran not interested. Too. Beltran, uh, Beltran didn't want to interview uh, Fold Sam Fold, the old Sam Fold. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't uh, he's want. A, it. Yeah. He doesn't want to interview, so I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, I mean, you figured that this would be such a coveted job, and you know, a couple, two, three guys pulling out. Who knows? Are you, you kidding? Know? What is coveted about it? To have assholes like us second guess your every move? <laughs> like you can go off to Tampa Bay and have nobody give a shit and get paid the same. And I mean, some people thrive on that; they really do. And other people want no part of it. And you know, I think Carlos Beltran is about New York. He just wants to be there. Um, he lives there already, um, which is probably why Joe's with the Angels now. Yeah, and, oh, that's exactly why Joe's with the Angels, because 
nobody in their right fucking mind is going to go into that like meth head minefield right now unless they have many other things that they're considering. Did you I th- I found it did you guys find it interesting that uh when Joe Girardi interviewed um that he was in there for 8 fucking hours? <laughs> did you see yeah, that? And- let let me tip my hat to uh, Gordon Whitmire. I don't know if you saw the picture, but he took the picture through the glass building while they were coming out of the elevator, which makes me wonder, was he staking the thing out the whole time? Was he in a car across Eight the street? Eight hours just in in a in like a florist van just sitting there. <laughs> well, right, but you you understand why it took eight hours. No. It, oh, because he had a binder. Everyone else comes in there with a the fucking iPad. He's like, this dude's got a binder. He's like, oh, wait, hold on. Just one second. I got to find I think it's Let me find one. it. It might be in this one. It's, See, it's the chapter after. 27, verse 3. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Wait, wait, wait. No. Oh, wait. It was all just him searching for his notes. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he read him poetry, which he, he writes in the margins. Uh, <laughs> I'm making that up. I'm making that up. But... um. So speaking I mean, of Girardi, though, did you did you take a look at like the the managerial candidates for Philadelphia? What they were going with? Uh, no, who do yeah, they? they're they're looking they're looking at Girardi. He's going in for a second interview, probably have, because uh, they want him to pick up his binders. They have <laughs> Joe Girardi. They have Dusty Baker. Yeah, and Buck Showalter. And I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> so that well, obviously, we know what they're looking for. I, I guess Gabe Kapler wasn't old school enough. Well, it's it. You know what? Charlie Manuel's their hitting coach, and he's eighty seven thousand years old. So, like, <laughs> oh, that's true. May, maybe they're like, you know, they need somebody that, like, you know, Charlie can. I don't know, sing Elvis songs with, just like Theo their, needs. Their Pearl whole Jam. strategy for finding a manager is going down. Hey, uh, Charlie, uh, who do you think should be the manager? And he's just listing off his friends. Yeah. Pretty much, and um, I don't know. I, I really am not sold on the idea of David Ross, because, and I think I said it on this show. I know I've said it on Twitter and whatnot. It's just, and it seems like he's the front runner. Like, everybody's picking him. Vegas is picking him. Uh, because, you know, it's not moving on from 2016 at all. Like, it's just not, and people are like, oh, but he's a hard ass, and he'll get in your face, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, but, I, but I'm hearing yeah. Espada had a great interview, and it might be one of those things where they just needed somebody to come in and be better than him. Then Ross, maybe so they, gets it. you know. And I got and, more to and, say and on this wanna, later. Go ahead, sorry. You know, I don't want to poo-poo anything as far as David Ross, but, you know, when you take a look at managerial candidates, when Joe Madden was let go or not re-signed by the Cubs, you heard about five or six teams being like, we want Joe Madden. Yeah, he's the okay? best one when, out when, there. And when you take a look at Espada, you hear other teams being, San Fran was just reported as being very interested in Espada. So that was just came out today. And so you hear this, but with David Ross, who else is saying we need David Ross? I'm not <laughs> saying he's a bad candidate. I'm just saying it's, it's there's well, a lot, nobody a lot because- of risk here. Right, but that's the same thing. Like, he has no managerial experience. So, why would anyone except for the Cubs be interested in him? Like, they are interested in him for a very specific reason because of its connection to the team. Hey, well, Nobody he has been in the front it's office. Just like there weren't 29 teams 
outside of the Yankees trying to sign Aaron Boone. But when you talk about Aaron Boone, and I think it was Keith Law who brought this up, that was a team that was ready to go. It was almost like uh, you know, like like an instant dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he was a team. That, that was a hundred win team. But my point is, the Yankees picked him for a very specific reason because he's from within. He had a connection with that team. Nobody was looking for him. No, and and I loved somebody. I've seen a few tweets out there talking about this subject with Ross and like, why isn't Ross trying to get up Ross? He doesn't even want other jobs. Just like Aaron Boone wouldn't have taken a different job. Like there's just one place for some of these guys. And it's for just the reason that they have a connection to the team. Yeah. I mean, David Ross already said that he's pretty much fine by being a broadcaster and going on Sunday night baseball and working in the Cubs front office. And, you know, and he, did you see that he got banned uh, as from the clubhouse or something, the Dodgers clubhouse when he was doing uh, TV, David Ross got banned along with um, Jessica Mendoza. Jessica, yeah. yeah. Because of their connections to teams. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Jessica Mendoza is with the Mets, right? Yeah, she's with the Mets, correct. So, um, I mean, David Ross has been in the front office. It's not like we don't know what he does on a day-to-day basis. We just don't know. But Yeah, um, we do. He goes and gets some coffee. Remember those commercials that they used to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, for the for the he's yeah, he's still fulfilling orders at the Brizzo Souvenir Company. He's, he's the intern for the Brizzo Souvenir Company. Yeah, who by the way, uh I don't I don't know if Brizzo Souvenir Company is going to be lasting through the off season. <laughs> but um but uh, I don't know. I, I, I... And now a word from our sponsor, Blue Chew. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? If you want to increase your performance, get that little extra confidence in bed, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So you'll be ready whenever an opportunity <coughs> arises. Now, if you could benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow the route. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our Sunranto listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. And try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. I don't know anything about Espada. He's obviously with a successful organization that seems to be doing things the right way as far as setting up all of their younger players and throughout their system for success and developing players. And, you know, it seems to me that Theo is going to, I mean, he's got a few years left on his contract. I don't know if he gives a shit in what kind of uh, state he leaves the Cubs in. Like, maybe he hates Ricketts, and he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn this into a fucking giant pile of puke, and I'm going to set it on fire and be like, good luck, billion boy. He, I don't <laughs> We're going to find out in, in 10 years he's, there's going to be a lawsuit. It's going to be the Ricketts 
are upset that he let his dog piss at the <laughs> offices. <laughs> we had to completely burn down the new Cubs offices. The hotel Zachary had to be demolished. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's it's still to me. I think that, and Danny, I was going to bring this up a little bit later, but I'll bring it up now. And I guess maybe this is kind of too. I am down on Ross. I am just looking for a new set of eyes. That that, that that's why I, I'm just such a big yeah, spotter well, guy. I mean, he's got the experience. He's worked with Javier before. He worked with Girardi before. I mean, he's been with Houston. The guy, the guy is someone that really interests me. And like I said, I just feel like somehow, some way. And I take a look at the Astros, you know, making another run here at another World Series. And when 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 2016 happened, you just thought that Houston, the Cubs, uh, you know, the Dodgers you put in there were just like these cutting edge teams. And somewhere along the way, I don't know what happened. You know, Theo calls it the winner's trap or whatever. But just somehow, some way, it just feels like things kind of fell apart. And a lot of the moves that were made today kind of lead to that, 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 that there was that somehow these other teams have passed him. Well, yeah, exactly. And, well, I mean, I mean, look at, at there's not been anybody new around him, Theo and Jed, you know, that's what it's been like this whole time. Like, you know, he, he, he brings everybody with him, even the players that he originally drafts. He falls in love with them, brings them over, starting with Rizzo, you know, and I think what, where you're going with this and we can get to it right now is about the Cubs' brand new nerds. Get those nerds! 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 What? Are- <laughs> I, I I had to play that that sound clip. You know what it's from, right? Um, I Revenge believe- of the Nerds. Oh, of course. Oh, hmm, I didn't know. Yeah, that was like one of my first <laughs> radar movie m- movies. My first radar movie was Stripes, at, at, at which I watched at my uncle's house. And I wasn't supposed uh, to be one. Peace, John Candy on that one, right? That was your first. Oh, oh, John Candy and Stripes. Yeah, I thought. Oh, you, too, I thought you were soon. talking about another movie. John's like, only been do- dead for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not expect an R.I.P. Yeah. John Candy on that one. But Revenge of the Nerds, uh, John Candy, in, in, incredibly problematic film at this point. It, it features a rape <laughs> that you're supposed <laughs> to laugh at. A, a yeah, pit, oh, lots and, of sexual and, assault. Constant sexual assault throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah, and um, and bullying, bullying, um, lots of bullying, uh, uh, quite a bit of homophobia, racism. Like it really. I mean, and this is the thing that I watched it like thirteen, being like, ha ha ha, this is the greatest movie that ever existed. Which I really thought it was my favorite movie until I was like. Well, like last year, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> He's like. I, and then I watched it again. It was horrified. Well, anyway, now the Cubs have their own nerds. Let me play Get this. Get those nerds! 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 What a- <laughs> I love that. Um, so the Cubs announced uh, a new uh, player development leadership structure. This is from their press release, including new directors of pitching and hitting, which were, were mentioned in Theo's like uh, hour and a half long presser. And which uh, prompted Kevin Cook to write on the the Ranters page underneath when I uh, when I put this announcement up there. Kevin Cook said, "Who's the director of just making fucking contact now and then?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they hired that guy today, but um, 
I don't know. Should I read this? Okay, here's what well, they got. It, here's my thing. Okay, the directors <laughs> of pitching and hitting rules. Does that affect the major league team? It's supposed to. Everything's supposed to be linear all the way across. System wide. Okay, yeah. So then, why do you have a fucking pitching coach and a hitting coach? Because everybody's You're, in communication with each other, and there's like a synergy and a flow to the information, and a and a concept and a dream. Bureaucracy and a, on top of bureaucracy. Correct. There's We're nothing. basically living in communist cubs. <laughs> it's no, it's worse. It's like a fascist regime because we can't even vote for these guys. Yeah. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. I don't think they you voted know, for communists, by the way, Danny. I think you're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You got yeah, you know, but just just a bunch of guys that again within the organization, guys that they've known forever. Mm-hmm. Most guys just kind of within the organization, getting different roles. It's just like they're to me. It feels like they're shuffling the chairs on the Titanic. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, ex- ex- dude, that is the perfect analogy. Yeah, what were these guys doing well, he, he, before they he, got here these it is. new titles? I'll tell you. Matt Dory is now the senior vice president of player development. What was he before? Um, he spent the last six years as the Cubs' director of amateur scouting. So, I mean, but that didn't really go that well. Right. So, 2014 to 2019, guy, everybody... has been able to figure out who's a good player earlier. So now they're like, well, maybe he'll be better at teaching them to play. That seems to be the plan. And yeah. guess who else he worked for? The Red Sox from 2008 to 2011. This is honestly, it's Theolini. Well, to be fair, Theo didn't work there then. Well, 2009. No, when did Theo come over? Theo came around what? 2011? Yeah, I, sorry. 2011. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm getting it mixed up with Ricketts. Never mind. Ricketts well, he, took over. He did that. win Scout of the Year, um, which I assume is because he made the be- best box car. Oh, the- I thought it was because of his cleavage. <laughs> uh, and and uh, he was a college coach. Um, and here, there's Bobby Basham. Um, he's the director of player development now. He served as the spe- director of special projects, assistant okay. assistant director of player development, which I assume means he planned the theme trips from 2018 to 2019. All I know is I'm fucking out. I'm done. If you've got a guy whose last name is Basham and he's not your fucking director of hitting, go away. <laughs> I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> and then uh, he also pitched for six seasons in the minors. Oh, okay. um, so 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 Basham was different. He was just hitting people with baseballs. Yeah, uh, uh, Craig Breslow is the director of pitching. And um, the, he's also a special assistant to the president and general manager. So basically, Theo says, "Go get me coffee, Craig." And <laughs> and as you know dire- how many special assistants there are, oh, oh like every player that ever like fucking like leaves. You know, I mean, Zobris is going to be a special assistant next year. I think Maddox is still a special assistant. Sandberg no, is that, a special assistant. Maddox, Maddox is, is not. Maddox Ross is done. Is a special assistant. Yeah, everybody's a special assistant. And I know we joked in the past that it meant like uh, golfing with big wigs. Yeah, you you know, there's the ambassadors, and I think that's more the uh, the, that's your Billy Williams and Sandberg. Those are the guys that when they're in a suite, they come on by and 
kind of shake glad hand you and all that stuff. They and, tried uh, to do it. That, they tried to do that with Maddox, but he kept pissing on people's legs and like <laughs> shitting in their cakes. It was ugly. <laughs> They're like, we got to give him a new job. <laughs> um, yeah. So Craig Breslow, um, special assistant, and he's the director of pitching. Now, did this guy? He joined the Cubs last January, so he's the newest of them all, maybe. Um, right. Last January, is a director of strategic initiatives for baseball operations. What does that even mean, though? That, that's military, right? Well, what is a strategic initiative? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I say, I only hear that shit from my Pentagon gre- briefings. This is this is like the office where you're the assistant to the regional manager. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it really is some like brave new world speaks. Uh, a strategic ini- initiatives manager. It seems to be coming up. Strategic inif- I can't even say it. Strategic initiatives are the means through which a vision is translated into practice. Strategic initiatives are collections of finite duration discretionary projects and programs outside of the organization's day-to-day operational activities that are designed to help. Well, it doesn't matter. I I already lost. He's a psychic is what you're saying. I I already lost. translating the visions. It doesn't matter. I already lost everybody that went to trade school, which is like, (laughs) which is pretty much half of our, our that's the other people that listen to the show. If you're if you're one of those mathy baseball people, this is not the show for you. But, but I can't. They got s- excited when when they saw that this was going to be uh, listed as nerds in the title. Yeah, get those nerds, like- nerds, nerds. <laughs> nerd! <laughs> like finally, we're going to talk some stats on the Sun Ranto show. No, not really. Um, but he also pitched in the major leagues, and uh, he made 576 appearances. Um, mostly is this, uh, mostly in relief. So seven different Ooh. clubs. He won the championship with guess who? The Boston, the Boston Red, Sox. Red Sox. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So it's all from within. I mean, I think that's your overall point. No fresh eyes here. I and- love that he has a degree in molecular biophysics and biochemistry. Oh yeah. He it's from Yale. Yeah. It's, it's an impressive degree. But his, uh, I heard him say the other day, all the baseballs, exactly the same as they've always been. <laughs> so, and then, yeah. um, do you have something to add, Crawley? No, like I said, you, you know, you just kind of go through the list and it just, it just, it just seems like. Same old, same old, right? I mean. Same old, same old. You just need, like I said, I want someone, if you ever, there, there's a lot of interesting studies on groupthink. And when you, when you get in that groupthink mentality and everybody is thinking the exact same way, people may overlook problems that someone from the outside would see. So that's just like, like I just kind of want someone to be the devil's advocate here to maybe say, you know what, Theo, I don't think you're right on that or, or something. Do you think any of these guys do that? I, I don't know. Uh, Mike Matheny for manager is what you're saying. <laughs> let's, oh. let's get some pushback. No, everybody just drove into a tree that was listening in their car. Um, no, uh, no, notice I, Matheny's name has not been dropped at all for any job, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard somebody was looking at him. I did. I forget who, but um, I heard somebody was. Um, just making sure he didn't come anywhere near the interviews. So uh, the last one, or well, second to last one, um, is Justin Stone is the director of hitting 
who Whoa. I get this. I, I love his his consultancy job. Yeah, you like this? He has served as biokinematic. Oh, I thought that was bikiniomatic. <laughs> so I, I thought this was. I thought he was actually hired off of the set of nerds. Try the bikiniomatic. Just get in the bikiniomatic, and it'll give you the perfect fit, tops and bottoms, for your perfect bikini. Why do you think Rizzo looks so good with his moves? <laughs> moves. <laughs> Um, well, he was the bikini. No, I'm gonna say it. The, he was the bikiniomatic hitting consultant. It's really biokinematic, which does still doesn't make sense. It shouldn't it be like biokinetic. Or, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. Fucking know. I heard it's automatic. It's electrostatic. It's, it's <laughs> hydromatic. Hydromatic. Yeah. yeah. Come well, on, Danny. That's right in your wheelhouse, it's, it's, isn't it? It's isn't democratic. It's uh, yeah, static, you're to, static. You're supposed to start singing right now yeah. and pumping your hips all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to... Th- what, what is that Beastie Boys song? Intergalactic, planetary, oh, biokinematic, yeah. hit consultant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, anyway, he was the biokinematic um, hitting consultant for the Cubs since 2018. So not that long, but he has 20 years of coaching and teaching experience but he started the elite baseball training in Chicago in 2011, which was it Bleacher Tony that was talking about this, that his son knows the guy or he knows him. And he's, and he's supposed, he supposedly has some computer model situation that breaks down your individual swing that gives you individualized uh, advice based upon what kind of hitter you are. So, I don't know. Justin Stone. <laughs> He's got a master <laughs> master's degree in human performance. Special. I didn't even know you could get that. You know? uh, what are you majoring in? Performance. Speed. You, no, not all performance. Just human performance. Mm. Yeah. It's like saying, what are you, what are you majoring in? Speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strength no, he, that guy works for the angels yeah uh, ooh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> i just grabbed my collar um so i don't know anything to add about stone justin stone what's his theo no connection? but i did look up it was uh the giants were interested in mike Matheny. i have no <laughs> idea why you know that's it was at the tip of my mind but uh, uh the the yeah. last one is jeremy farrell and I could see why they put him last because he's the the assistant director of baseball development. Um, so he's going to be, I guess, uh, telling the major leagues, uh, Rob Manfred, uh, how he wants uh, the baseball developed for next year. <laughs> no, I think he's supposed to develop the baseball for the Cubs. He's going to work across um, areas of player development, which, I mean, come on, uh, sorely lacking. Now that you say that, wouldn't it be awesome if each team could develop their own baseball? And when you the home team got to the home team had their own baseballs, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, it comes and go eighty-one and zero at at home. We're like to the opposing team, we're just going to throw you a watermelon. All teams, every team in the major leagues, eighty-one and eighty-one. Uh, so you know, almost like the central. Uh, yeah, I'm taking a look at, at Jeremy Farrell too, and and you know it's another thing where this is another where they go back with some of these guys. 
where Jeremy Farrell is is related to John Farrell, Luke, John Farrell, and Luke Farrell. All of these guys, his dad, you know, Perry the Farrell. manager for the Red Sox, Will <laughs> Farrell's untalented <laughs> younger brother. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I agree. But, no, he's four four years already in the organization. He's just shuffling the chairs on that Titanic. Oh, can we make that shirt? Like, I was thinking, I, I had an idea to to parody, and I'll I'll talk to him about it, but to parody obvious shirts, and Crawley, you can do it through your t-shirt company company the crawley's clubhouse you you and we'll talk to him about it be like we want to parody it and call it um uh, like un like unobvious shirts or what's the obvious what's the opposite complicated shirts (laughs) complicated shirts all about the and and the first one is bikiniomatic director (laughs) (laughs) bikiniomatic inspector uh yeah bikiniomatic consultant yeah yeah <laughs> well <laughs> well that'd be a funny one like i've just F- been hired as special assistant to the kinetic-o-matic uh amateur scouting uh director of scouts <laughs> and just have that be your shirt uh just throwing baseball buzzwords um and i i guess this there's a jaron madison is now the special assistant to the president and general manager. I mean, Jaron, I mean, Theo's just, he's hiring lackeys. Not John Lackey. Yeah, now oh, that would be I wish something. hire John Lackey. Oh, yeah, I wish he, yeah, you're right. They do fucking need John Lackey because he's the kind of guy that, that's like, goes in there, he's like, what the fuck kind of donuts are these? And like, <laughs> like, Knocks them out of David Ross's like, hands. He's like, what the fuck? Yum, yum donuts. Oh, we just get fucking dunking up in here. He's like, where's the bacon? And he like rolls yeah. it. Oh, God. Uh, he's the hitting consultant. Nice swing, asshole. Yeah. He's the pitching consultant. Throw strikes, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all he, and every time he's he's got like a really shitty old lawn chair and a beer in his hand. But Crawley, you know, you know the funny the, the, the funny thing with John Lackey is is when we were uh, at the last Club Four Hundred event with Miggy, we were kind of talking about. And honestly, I, my vote goes for Miggy as Cubs manager. If you want to talk about backup catchers as managers, but. Uh, he was talking about John Lackey, how six days out of the week he was the nicest, best teammate in the world, but what an asshole he was, you know, when he was actually pitching, calling guys out, yelling at people, all that kind of stuff. He yelled so. at you on the field. He didn't even hide that shit. He'd be in the dugout, <laughs> not even in the dugout. He'd be, he'd walk up to you at second base and be like, what the fuck was that? Why are you playing <laughs> over there? Why are you moving around when I'm trying to pitch? You know, like, um, yeah, we, oh, we talked about it a lot. I mean, can you imagine yeah, him he, as pitching coach? He just comes out and like kicks you in the balls. <laughs> like, the oh, fuck, curveball? <laughs> you kidding? You me? walk in a run, you get a kick in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I think the over. Dude, I mean, we we kid. Every time you fuck up, you just get kicked in the nuts. <laughs> we we. I mean, we we. Error? Nuts. We we kid the Cubs for their brave new world double speak and their new <laughs> and their new hires, but I mean. Come on, this is just a bunch of fucking trust fund kids who went to an Ivy League school hiring each other. Let's fucking call a spade a spade. That is what's happening. These people do not want any old school dudes in the room at all. I think they go with David Ross, who like is maybe 
actually old school, but like learn some math along the, along the way. I mean, I don't know where Joe Espot. I don't. Joe Espot is a known unknown, right? I mean, I just don't know. I mean, he's with the Astros. They seem to be be very um, analytics oriented. I don't know. It, I agree. They're shuffling the the chairs on the, t- yeah. the on the Titan, and it's it's disheartening. And so I want to get to if we can move on. I'm over here at mybookie.ag at the sportsbook, and I'm looking at the odds to win the World Series. Well, the Houston Astros aren't even in the World Series yet; they are favored at uh, minus one ninety. And uh, then you got the New York Yankees at plus nine hundred. At least at mybookie.ag. So, I mean, if you want to make some money, well, the Yankees are going to have to win two games and then beat the Nationals. I don't see it happening. Um, but you can make a lot of money, plus 900. Uh, Washington Nationals at plus 140. So, uh, gosh, you can make some money there, but not as much as on the Yankees. Uh, I mean, come on. We're all Nationals fans right now. Uh, we got the Washington Johnnies going on for us. We're raising lots of money for our friend to get him into the game. You got to go for the Nationals. Do you know? Put your money where your heart is at mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code Chair C H A I R, well, they're going to double your first deposit. So uh, get over to mybookie.ag and do it. And uh, if you never want to hear an ad like this again, well, just subscribe to us at Patreon.com/sunranto. Only costs a dollar. All right, cool. Back to the show. MyBookie.ag. Which brings us completely to our next topic, which is the 2020 roster. And, I mean, let me just start here. And I'm just going to lay my cards on the table here. I think that who they choose as manager is going to inform us as to what they're going to put on the 2020 roster because as far as I'm looking at this roster and who's coming up and, um, yeah, hey, nobody, Nico Horner, maybe, <laughs> who's already up. But I think that this roster has so many holes in it that are not necessarily solved by, like, one big signing like a Anthony Rendon or a, a Garrett Cole. I That's not enough. That's not enough. It might be enough to win the Central, but it's not enough to, like, you know— Catch unless you catch lightning in a bottle at the end of the year, it's not enough to to be a World Series contender at the start of your season, right? Which maybe the Nationals weren't this year, so you can make that argument too. But um, yeah, I, they I just, definitely I, were not. A manager, and- a manager is not gonna, but a manager is not gonna be enough to change anything about what happened to the Cubs this season, which is a third-place team. And and as we saw the Reds get more competitive this year, you might even be talking about a fourth-place team next year. If they do not fill these holes, you have no center fielder. Well, hold on. Slow down, because the Brewers, I think, are going to drop off, too. Like, I don't care. That doesn't okay. – that they. Well, I think they'll say I mean, it's not – They're it's losing not like a lot of Everybody's players. staying pat. No, I do believe the Reds move up. But I think Brewers both- probably moved down, Moustakas, yeah. but they still got money to spend. The Cubs do not. You've got you've got like two hundred and some odd million dollars already locked into fucking so many aging signings. Whether you talk about Lester or like the you know the sunk cost of Jason Hayward, unless you, I mean, maybe he has another decent year. I don't know, but he's the highest played 
paid player on the team. You're, hope, you're hoping for from you, Darvish, for you, Darvish, to do something. There's like $15 million right there. You know, I think it's not an excuse because you saw what the Yankees did this year, but health does play a big part in it too. I mean, you're going to have to have you, Darvish, who's healthy without forearm issues, without any issues. You're going to have to have Bryant go through a season where, you know, he just hasn't been the same in a couple of years where injuries have just kind of nicked him up. Rizzo's back. To me, health is going to be one of the big things that is going to determine what the Cubs do. Uh, I agree with Michael. I think that the Brewers, they got a lot of guys that, you know, when you talk about Moustakas, when you talk about uh, Fish Eyes and Ryan Braun, those kind of older guys, they do have a couple young guys coming in there. But that starting pitching is still garbage. Um, I think that they have literally those guys. I mean, like you want to talk about bullpen usage. Every one of those guys are like Steve Ciszek's over there with what Craig Council's done with them. I, I see well, a lot of arm problems happening there. And they won't have their 40-man roster in September. Correct. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Council's been – a goddamn genius with that 40 man roster over the last two years. But yeah, it's just not going to be there. It's going to be 28. Is that right? Yeah. 28 man roster. Yeah. And that's, that's not going to cut it. Um, You're not going to be able to match. And also every uh, pitcher has got to face three batters on top of it, which I think that'll fuck council up too, but you never know if he's smart enough to do what he did to uh, make it happen the last two years where they like ran away with it at the end and you know made hay at the end of the year he'll figure out another way to do it because if he's smart enough to do it one time he can probably figure out a way to do it again hey as far as i'm concerned you're not gonna sway me off of this craig council is a two-dimensional manager what do you mean mean? i think that's total bullshit i was just kidding when, we, when we're talking about this, though, I think the big point that we're all trying to make here is that the Cubs are not a top-tier elite team. That's, that's just not what they are. Yeah, and there's no – and here's the thing. There's no, like, man in the white hat coming to save us at all. Like, there's nobody coming up from the minors. You got Nico Horner coming up. I bet you he gets the second-base starting job. You know, yeah, do you we'll, go, we'll talk about them in a minute. Well, yeah. let's, let's go position by position. I think that's what you wanted to do, Michael, right? Uh no no okay. you, just, you just you you threw these out here that we need a center fielder a second yeah we need man, all right so let's starter and bull okay arms so I started to look at a few and I tried to keep it around okay. thirty years old or less okay center fielder so who we have is Albert Almora and Ian Happ and possibly Nico Horner out in center no if Nico Horner is playing center field next year. There's big problems. Then they hired the wrong fucking manager. Jesus Christ. We already don't have a second baseman. Imagine we find somebody crazier than Joe. He's like, <laughs> he's like Anthony Rizzo, you're in center, and you're batting ninth. No shit. Mm. You know, no. So who's it's, available? It's... Nobody is available. Literally the only player under the only free agent and we're only looking at free agents at this point because we've got, got a long fucking off season. Uh the only free agent under thirty four is Charlie Tilson with the White Sox and he's a four A guy. He's come up with the White Sox a number of times and never stuck. And he's I think he had a four seventy three OPS. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, if I remember he might one of these guys had a he might have been the guy with the uh OPS plus of 
17. Well, which there's is not good. <laughs> I mean, there's Jared Dyson is 35. There's Billy Hamilton, which I mean, there, he's got an option. He went over to the Braves uh, right before the the at, at, at the trade deadline, and he's at. And I don't know if the Braves are going to pick up his option. You know, that could be a possibility. And, What's and this, the point this, of Billy Hamilton? Well, this is what I'm saying. I mean, over I guess, Albert Almore, nobody, nobody on the list is better than Almora. And that's not saying that Almora is great. It means that your other options are just going to be bad too. No, I, I think you're wrong. I, I mean, I, I think Albert Almora is like probably one of the worst hitters in baseball. All of these guys are bad. Yeah. And they're bad and old. Ex- and, and could be kind of not expensive, but maybe more expensive than Almora. I don't know. Yeah, it's just Elmora had one of the more maddening seasons out of anyone on the Cubs teams where you were just, you know, there was always that can he hit righties thing, but all of a sudden he couldn't hit lefties. And he was always a great defender. And then all of a sudden he was just making all sorts of bad plays out there. It was just a really bad year. It couldn't have gotten any worse. I mean, they basically handed him the center field job. Yeah, they did by sending Hap down because they were platooning him. Yeah, because they were platooning him before, which what did Ian Hap do? I mean, I, granted, they wanted to season him more, but they've got a lot of guys they need that needed more seasoning, including Al Moore, who spent time in the minors. And- right. See, and we know Ian Happ can play out there, but his arm is just, it's nothing. It's a second not, baseman's arm. Not only that, it, it, it's, like I said, Al Moore had a funky year last year, but Ian Happ is, I just want a natural center fielder, someone that can run clean routes, to the ball that the defense is the one thing that I keep kind of, you know, in pitch framing are the two things that I keep harping on. And, and it, when you look at this season, it was just a bizarre one because just how bad they were defensively, how bad they were with running the bases and how bad they've been with pitch framing. Like those three things, when you look, when you make a line from 2016 to 2019, you just see this steep drop off in everything. And this year was just the worst in that stuff, you know? And so I, I just want somebody that can literally just go out there and just make some solid, solid plays in center field and make some good catches. And there, there is not that guy that's available right now. I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that's Star, Starling Marte market is dead. Anybody who was good signed an extension last year. Yeah, and and so there. That's what I'm saying. There is no like man in shining armor coming to save the Cubs right now. And uh, although I I don't, I mean, who knows what the Cardinals are gonna gonna do? Um, everybody's got money to spend, but the Cubs. So it's like. You know, every other team could still potentially get better, or they could just, you know, middle and still maybe win the division, which is what the Cubs seem to be doing, too. Um, the other position is uh, second base, um, and it, there's nobody really there either. I mean, I, I honestly think Nico Horner wins this job in spring training. That's my prediction. Yes. Okay. So I looked at second baseman. Um, there were three of them that were under 30. Uh, Brad Miller, 30 years old. Phillies got him from the Yankees in June. He was a 1.1 war in 66 games. All of that was offensive because his defensive war was below zero. So, you know, that's it's not great when, like, 
Crawley's I'm, talking about we want good defense. Yeah, I've never even heard of this guy. No, I, I haven't either. Uh, Brad Miller was a kid I uh, went to grade school with. That's all I know. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots of Brad Millers out there. Yeah, Joe Panic, who we all have heard of, heard of. He's 28 years old. Giants traded him to the Mets. Uh, he did not have a great year at the plate, uh, and his offense is better than his defense, and he was a minus .2 war overall. Yeah, no, so yeah. that doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then Chris Owings uh, was with KC and Boston this year. He's terrible. Minus point nine. <laughs> yeah, but he was with season. He was with and, Boston. So welcome to the Cubs. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little it's it's a little disheartening. Now, Nico Horner, just to compare, twenty games, he had a zero point zero war because he had a point two war offsetting his point one defensive war. Which I'm not good at math, but that didn't make sense to me. But I, I'm assuming there's there's percentage points in there somewhere. I mean, they may go. And the thing, and the the, the thing, to, the thing to keep in mind with there is that Nico is playing shortstop, which he doesn't have a shortstop's arm for, and so that's that's going to ding him anyway. You know what I mean? Well, also he actually had like eight innings in center field and like fucking like some crazy, you know, crazy Joe bullshit, like. Ah, oh, you know, Nico Horner's up. Let's throw him out in center field today for fucking no reason. No, he played a little bit there minor in the minors too. Right, but that's not where the Cubs necessarily needed him at the moment. Like what I don't I mean, know. Nobody's ex- <laughs> nobody is exciting. But I mean, you've got your like Jason Kipnis out there. You know, he's, he's 33. Yeah, he's older. a little bit older, but you know, that means maybe cheaper. He's a Chicago native. Um Starlin Castro comes up and he's probably gone from the Marlins because it's a $16 million club option and a $1 million buyout. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Because Jeter doesn't pay for anybody. No. Uh, um, Eric, Eric Sogard is out there. He's the oldest of them pretty much. Yeah. He's uh, like 37, 38. But something he's, prob- like that. he's probably the best of them. Um, yeah. Great season, but who knows when that's going to fall off? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but he does know some Pearl Jam songs, so he might find himself on the Cubs. And he then- could, re- he could replace Zobrist as the oldest player, you know, cause like Zobrist had that same year, in his age 37 or now, 38 years. Now, or whatever and this was. is what I was saying before. Like, it depends on which manager they get as to who they're going to sign. And they're going to do manager first, right? Because they're going to want his input on what kind of team should be put together at this point. Well, and they can't really start signing until later anyway. Yeah, but you can get a manager now. Yeah. But uh, Zobris on a one-year deal. I mean, no. he... Yeah, I mean, Zobrist is not coming back because Benzo won't play next year. They may, somebody may want him. He's not playing next year. Yeah, I, I, that's my ultimate feeling, but. What about Moustakis, too? Yeah, Moustakis is out there. I mean, then you can maybe put him to third. And then but he's then, been he's been kind of he's been kind of stuck on these one year deals lately. And then you can trade KB for what? 
a haul. Get you know, get maybe three or four players for KB. Well, I mean, KB and to Crawley's point, the pitch framing thing means that Wilson's got to go. And I think you can. I, I don't know if you get a haul for Wilson, but you certainly get a, a lot more. For you him should. Than you he he's been the starting catcher in the last two All Stars, right? Like yeah, he's got a but he's got a resume that is good. It's got to be for a team that with guys that just throw a hundred, you know, can you know that it doesn't matter. They're not trying to like finally place uh, the pitch on the corner, you know, and have it framed perfectly. You just need Speaking a bat of which, first you, catcher. Have you been watching? Have you been watching Martin Maldonado for the Astros? Mm. Hmm. Well, yeah, why no, would I, we watch him? Why would he have any impact on our lives? When I when I watched Martin Maldonado, though, I never that, that was a head scratcher. Why they let him go? I I, I didn't get that. I, I know Danny's big on the three catchers in the system. We got Luke Croy later, but it was just I just felt like okay, you know, he, he never really kind of got a shot here in Chicago. No, he he was a flip job from the beginning. He granted he couldn't hit, but I mean that happens i mean that's your he, catcher sometimes they don't hit very well he was basically in the middle of a mike montgomery for tony kemp trade <laughs> which <laughs> i don't believe that was the ulti- like that was the, not the original goal no it's, i don't think tony kemp was the flip they were looking for yeah um and then i, I obviously we need relievers uh, unless cuz i don't totally trust all the young guys and so we need a bunch of uh, relief pitchers I don't know. Will Smith is out there. He, he's, I think, the biggest name. Yeah, well, right? he was the one that was rumored to come to the Cubs. Well, yeah. at the he trade had a, deadline, he had a two seventy six ERA this year, a three fifty three FIP. Uh, his WHIP was just over one, and he gives up uh, one point four home runs per nine and two point nine walks per nine, while striking out thirteen point two per nine. Well, the Cubs really wanted him badly, but again, it's like when you don't have money and you have to get the generic cereal instead of the name brand. So that's how we ended up with Derek Holland, you know? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're going to end up with uh, <laughs> Derek Holland. You, you wanted the Gabby Crunch and you got the Dutch oven? <laughs> um. Mom, this cereal doesn't smell right. I mean, there is from the fart in every box. Here's kind of what I think I, I would like. I, w- I would like a bit of a hybrid uh, pitching staff next year in which maybe you don't need a number five and you brewers out with your number five. You know, you you opener it, you, you piece it together because you don't need that in the in the playoffs. What you need is an, another good starter. Um, I think they flip Quintana. I think they probably get get somebody that fills in the number because Lester's the number three. I've been hearing this a lot: flipping Quintana, getting something for Quintana. I think maybe you keep Quintana, right? I think I I'm going to go. I feel like the Quintana stays. And and let's kind of go back to Michael's point: what ball are we using last year? Because you take a look at certain pitchers that were were hurt a lot more because of that juice ball, and Quintana's real high on that list of guys that definitely got hurt by that juice ball. He put it together in August and September, though. And then, it, I mean, besides no, no, the, July, July and August, August, yeah, and then all September, of a sudden he fell apart yeah. in September. 
Yes, July and August. Well, and even the the falling apart had a lot to do. Um, I don't know what his FIP was in those uh, those games, but it had to have been probably lower than his ERA because the guys behind him weren't helping him. Fucking like two. I think it was two games in a row. He got singled to death. Like nobody could fucking pick up a ball and just get an out because we don't shift anymore. Right, there was no shifting, and yeah, it was it was ugly. Just nothing was working. I really think uh, he had a little BABIP issue going on there. I don't think he was as bad as some of those outings looked in the box score. Well, here's my other. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Quintana reliably gives you innings. They've been going down lately, but still, you know what I mean? He's a guy that that keeps, you know, from opening day till the end of the season, he's pitching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like Quintana. I know a lot of people hate him. He, he, no, he's not your number one. He's never going to be the guy that fucking dominates everything. But right now with this team, when you need a starter, I don't think you dump Quintana. No, nobody would have hated Quintana if you uh, traded Mark Zagunis and some some other bozo for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> they only hate him because uh, we gave them Eloy and, and Dylan Cease. Cease. Yeah, but but I'm yeah, I'm not even a bait. I don't know. I'm not as up on Eloy as everybody is. He does hit the ball hard and far, but. How often? But Dylan Cease, I mean, I mean, that's that's the kind of pitcher you're looking for right now to be coming in. Dylan Cease hurts. Yeah, and that's the one that they're not talking about, which is why Cub fans are dumb. But (laughs) I mean, there's lots of arms. There's always lots of arms out there. Uh, Fernando Rodney's out there, going to be 44 next year. I mean, he'll have a job if he wants one because he's still out there shooting arrows. Um, the best part is, is he's uh, he's he's just kind of taking the nice slow ride in on the bullpen cart, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's he won't go anywhere that doesn't have a bullpen cart. So I think <laughs> we're out on Fernando Rodney because of that. Now, one kind of strange name that I thought about for for the bullpen was uh, Delin Batances because he got injured at the end of the year. So you know how Theo likes that so much. And <laughs> right, right. Let's set us up for 2021. Because our uh, medical <laughs> and training staff is top notch. We all know that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna give him a bucket full of water and make him do stairs. <laughs> but uh, no, him him from the Yankees, and I don't think he'll opt out. But a role this Chapman, and I know how people feel about him. Uh, but uh, he are can... you talking about the Cubs savior from 2016? Yeah, the, the guy that. Yeah, ran the table. Everybody loves that guy. I mean, there, there's lots of bullpen arms. Those are the expensive ones. Batantes might not be expensive because he was hurt. Um, but you know, he's a he's a dude with a lot of experience, back into the bullpen guy. Um, a role this Chapman. Like I, I do wonder. It, I mean, he can opt out, but I, fifteen million a year basically he's making for the next two years. I don't think the Cubs pay that. But you know, at the same time. You know, I just wonder if the changes we see will be dramatic in a way that they totally rebuild how the team is made. I honestly feel like they need to be shopping uh, 
KB, Baez, Rizzo, and uh, Contreras. All, oh, okay. all I mean, four of them. And you don't want to get rid of all four of them, of course. But one or two of those players need to go. I know who I want to keep. I want Baez and Rizzo to stay. That's my personal opinion. But if they're not shopping those guys, I don't see a place. I don't see where they get enough for anything else to be good in the next couple of years. Well, you got to you got to kind of take a look. When you talk about Rizzo, you're talking about an aging first baseman. You know what I mean? That's kind of like uh, running back in football. There just isn't a ton of value. We all love Rizzo and value Rizzo for what he does. I don't think you're going to get what what you would ever think you would get as far as worth wit for him. Agreed. Uh, as, as far as Baez, I mean that's a, that's an amazing talent. Uh, you know, you hope that they're working on an extension with him and because it, his agent isn't named Boris, you think that maybe you get something done and hopefully extend him. You know, KB is, is one of those guys that just doesn't put up the flashiest of numbers, but even his bad years are better than most players. And it's, it's, I just, it's when you start saying like, well, what am I going to get for him? I mean, boy, to give up two years of him, you know, if you're telling me in a year and a half from the Cubs have not done what they're supposed to do as a rental, see what you could kind of get for him, maybe. I, I don't just, think you, you look at a two-year player as a rental, number no, one. No, I'm talking about in a year and a half at that point. Like, if, if, if the Cubs are still having him in a year and a half, I just don't think oh, you get anything yeah. worthwhile as far as in return compared to having two more years of Chris Bryant. Yeah, which, which but, is why Mookie Betts' name has been uh, bandied about. But Chris about. Bryant is the guy that you help to restock everything. You know, no, if you if you trade Chris Bryant for well, and that's my overall just point. Another MLB player, then that's my overall no, point. That's my overall point. Uh, will, would you be willing to take an off year? Of uh, sorry, I just got a text. Would you be willing to take an off year of the of the Cubs just not competing? Because See, I feel I feel like we just did that. Yeah, ex- except, except for they did <laughs> it wrong. Off years you want to have? Ex- except for they fucking about, they did it wrong though, Crawley. They did it wrong. They they didn't trade anybody. You know, I mean, they they lost. They traded Mike Montgomery for Tony Kemp, basically. That's all what they I'm did. Saying, though, is they made no moves last year, which, which again, at this point, now, but now you're going to be talking about two years. You've basically blown two years, and these are all guys that are getting older. That their contracts are going to start expiring. You, you, the move to make was last year, and you didn't make it. Now you want to take another year off. I just can't. I mean, when I, I, when they I, needed I, to make the move was two years ago, maybe even three. Like 2017 is when they started should have started breaking up the band and getting ready and lean and mean for the future. But now they've gotten it to a point where they've gone so far. And so when I look at it, I, I do not see a contending team. None of us really do for 20, uh, 2020. And I mean, they could, you know, fake it and somehow like magically get there with some like Cardinal devil magic action. I think you know? we saw what faking it looked like this year. They faked it. They made it into September in great position, and then just could not finish out. And and so they hire all the same guys, move them around, shuffle the decks on that, uh, shuffle the chairs on the deck of the t- Titanic, and then like I, I don't know, like this team, you know, 
uh, I mean, I I just think they should make a decision to either. I I don't think you can go for it with some of these free agent signings. Like, there's no way to go for it. By there's having- nobody to go for it with. I mean, Rendon is probably the biggest name out there, and they aren't going to dump a hundred and fifty million on the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I keep taking a look at the starting pitching that you see in the playoffs, and you know when you see what Washington has done and when you see what Houston has done. For me, like they have to look at that pitching staff and say, we need guys to go longer and deeper into games, you know, because they because they don't have that shutdown bullpen that other teams do. And so if you don't have a shutdown bullpen, you better have guys that can go seven. You know what I mean? They don't have so shutdown starters and they don't have a shutdown bullpen. They don't have either right now. Right, but if you, let's, so say, many let's, say you, let's say you did get Garrett Cole. Okay. He's number one, correct? Maybe uh, you Darvish could maybe have a year that would challenge that, but yeah, he's one. Okay, so let, let, let's go with Garrett Cole one right now. Cause I think right now he had the best year out of pretty much anybody mm-hmm. in baseball. You put that up there. Then you start talking about you Darvish number two, like you said, second half, you was amazing. I mean, that was, that was the most, that was the, really the best thing to watch about the second half of the Cubs season. And then you take a look at three. What would you say? Hendricks? Sure. Yeah. Four Lester, five Quintana. Or flip that. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, you, you don't I, I think going into next year, I think you're probably going to flip that because Lester really showed his age. He battled through a lot last year and then the entire you know first three months of this year. And then we're basically going to see what it would look like if John Lackey had pitched in 2018 <laughs> next, next year is <laughs> yes. yes. what we're going to see. And but, 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 but let's say let, let's say okay we do do that but, you know let's say we flip them whatever John Lester's a pretty damn good number five pitcher when you look at most number fives on other teams and so I, I, again maybe some of the, bullpens are weird they can be fluid guys can come out of nowhere other guys can fall off I think having a, again a good defense good pitch framer which is where I'm like I said I, I am the one that's getting ready to get rid of, I already have Wilson's bags packed. Right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and I don't think you're the only one, Crowley. I think a lot of people have Wilson's bags packed. That has nothing to do with how we feel about the guy. It has everything to do with about what the Cubs actually need and a player who is very valuable. When those two things coincide, he kind of has to go, right? Yeah, because you feel like Caratini can uh, take over most of the catching duties. You can grab somebody. I mean, I don't think he's going to be that cheap, but you maybe could grab Yasmani Grandal and just split it even. Yeah. Or you could, you know, re- reunite with another old catcher that we used to have, like Robinson Chirinos, you know. Oh. and. and- when Could David Ross be a player manager? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this. I want the player manager back. You know, Grandal would be another nice pickup just because you could also play him at first and give Rizzo some more time off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some, some days off, rest up a little bit. But, but yeah, you know, that's the thing is that I just, to me, Chris Bryant is, is someone you just, like I said, you're just not going to get the value. I don't think you're going to get like, seven or eight awesome players in return that people think you are. And you got to remember most prospects 
a lot of prospects do fizzle out. So unless there was something so solid, I just I can't see getting rid of Bryant. I don't want to get rid of Baez. Like I said, one of the best defenders that I've seen. Uh, Rizzo doesn't have any value really that oh, most okay. people would want. That that's great, Crowley. Then who are you but getting con- rid of? Contreras. Like I said, yeah. I think Contreras so has the one most value. guy. Just one guy. Yeah, I think one guy. Yeah. Okay. One guy and, and, well, who and there, I would sit there. Who, who there has would you sit there? Contreras and I mean Schwarber doesn't have much value either. Because no, I think he does. I think people see that trend. I think the people in the know see that trend, see his second half, and see that he's driving the ball to all fields. He's he figured it out. Uh, if they go back to the old ball and he can't check swing home runs. How valuable is it? But, I mean, if you're going to get rid of two guys, then why not get rid of four? Who the hell cares at this point? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I <laughs> think you can do a mini a mini kind of, like, breakdown of the team and, you know, kind of, you know, get rid of, like, two of your core players. I, I feel like you have to get rid of at least two of those core players in order to put a team on the field next year, okay. So who are your two? Win the division. Who are your two? Pick two. I would. Pr- I mean, you already said one. Sure. Well, n- n- no. Who's your I mean, obvi- obviously, it's it all comes down to who, you know what you're going to get back for them, like Crawley's saying. Sure. But my 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 top two to bring the most back. Stop stalling and give me your two. <laughs> Contreras and Bryant. There it is. Those, those are, are my, the two because those are also my I think two. they bring my... the most back and there are other players you could bring in to – they may not be able to match them. What do you, can, what do you, you want need? for them? And I don't mean specific players. What kind of players do you want for them? Do you want uh, prospects? Do you want – Eight lottery tickets. Do you want? Uh, uh, do you want a, a a guy that can play today uh, at a different position, like a center field? Like, what would you want? What's your wish list? When you're talking about Chris Bryant, you at least have to have a top ten pros- top five prospect. Yeah, from, I mean, yeah, you've got to go a high farm team. I mean, you've got to get a, you know, maybe a couple of prospects, like maybe a couple of prospects and a major league player that you know maybe plays center field or something, or But you need. Yeah, a lead I mean, off. if you're just you going to go prospects, you need like five or six. Like, so I don't think there's teams out there willing to do so that. So we're at a crossroads here, right? It, yeah. Either either way, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's really hard, and I do not envy Theo's job right now uh, because either you're going to blow it up a little bit and say it's a lost season, which I think you're right. It's two lost seasons in a row, maybe three, and. Uh, you know, are you? What are you building for? Like, what? What do the contracts look like going out? You got Hayward locked in for a long time. You have got, you know, next year kind of looks like this year. Yeah. You know. No. And and I'm I'm here with Crawley saying and stuff about KB and all that, but it's just you're just not KB's not coming back. He's not coming back. Crawley, who I'm, are your two? I, I, I like I said, man. I, I wouldn't. 
it wouldn't be my way to go. I mean, obviously Contreras is the one that I, I, I clearly want, you know, would trade in a heartbeat. The rest, I just, I couldn't imagine anyone else getting any value out of any of those guys. I just don't think it's going to work. You, really don't don't think, you, you don't yeah. think it's going to work to get a value out of Bryant? I don't know. I don't, I don't think what you're going to get is, is compared to the two years that you have. The window. I, I think that, the window. I think, Crawley's holding the window open. <laughs> Single-handedly open, on this show, holding the window open. See, I, 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 I feel like with two years of Bryant, I really feel like that is, that is some – like it is so valuable to you, Crawley, mm-hmm. that there's no trades to be done that are worth it. Which means there are people out there. There are players to be had for that. That two years is very valuable. And while he is a great player, and if they can't make a trade that works for them, then yeah, you keep him, you keep and him, you're yeah. just as happy. But I'm saying that's the guy you have to put out there. You got to put some of your top tier guys out there because, like you said, you're not going to get. Uh, maybe what you want out of Rizzo. I think he's got one year, and it's a team option this year, or, or it's player option, whatever it is. Yeah, it's but, like sixteen million, uh, fourteen point five million. Yeah, so it's Club only one option. year. So you're not going to get anything much out of him. Um, Schwarber, you might be able to get some. I mean, you may you may go Contreras, KB, go Contreras and Schwarber. And I'll just go Contreras and Schwarber if I got to pick two. If you if you're making me pick two, those would be the two I would guess. But. I I think you need at least two if you're going to get anything done. Yeah, the thing about Schwarber is he's still cheap, and so is Contreras. I mean, relatively to their production. And if you look at somebody like everybody wants Nick Castellanos, okay, sure, but he's well, he's a free agent, right? Yeah, he's but he's going to be expensive, and he he's a step back in the outfield. So like. You know, it's how the things shuffle around. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes down. But, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of holes in this lineup. And, you know, and I don't see A, Ricketts spending the money give or giving the money to Theodore spend, I should say. But uh, I don't know. I mean, see, every, everything to me, I'm looking up the middle. I'm looking catcher, second base, center fielder. And again, I don't necessarily need to have, you know, any of those guys, you know, Mike Piazza behind the play. I don't need to. Ha- I don't think you need that offensive thunder. Well, if that would guys be terrible. Healthy. He's That's- like 50 years old. <laughs> I, I you may as well take David Ross. <laughs> I'm just saying that I just I think that the, 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 the things that can be corrected it, to me, if you could just like I said, I don't know if Ricketts is going to open up the wallet. I don't know what's going to happen. I doubt it. I'm really doubting that he's going to. But if you were to have a solid number one ace pitcher, I think guys like like if you could get a, you know can Nico Horner play second? Maybe can you find a really good catcher like 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 you said splitting time with uh, uh, Victor Caratini? I think you could easily find a good backup that plays great defense and can frame. And then I don't know, you know, I, I don't you know Billy Hamilton plays a pretty good center field. I mean, you know, it still doesn't solve the leadoff man problems which you've had forever. Uh, since Dexter Fowler left, but I, I still think that is that the, the the things that can be corrected. A lot of these. Uh, think about the amount of one run games you lost. Think about that one or two run games that you lost compared to the Brewers, and and, and that was the difference between the one team making the playoffs and one team not. So it's not like we're so out of it. 
Crawley, I don't want to get on you here, but the Brewers did not make the playoffs. (laughs) Just want to make sure everybody understands. (laughs) Brewers did not make the playoffs. So they, they got knocked out right I mean, beforehand. There is some hope coming. Coming <laughs> up is uh, Jahani Pareda was awarded the Gold Glove for all of minor league baseball. So he was named the top defensive catcher in all of the minors. That's a Cubs guy. So where does he play right now? He's a catcher. Oh, <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The one catcher that I keep hearing about, though, more than any is uh, Miguel Amaya. Right. And so, like, it seems that if the Cubs have failed at uh, getting any pitchers to the major leagues, they're certainly good at getting catchers to the major leagues, um, which is, well, half the battery. So uh, that's good. Congratulations, uh, Jahani. And... Um, also, uh, good some good news. Let's finish with a, a little bit of uh, good news. A, a deal was done with DirecTV for the Marquee Network, but we have no details, so we don't know what it's going to cost DirecTV slash AT&T customers, but so, there has been movement. So uh, the money is rolling in as we sp- – no, it's not. It's There's no money still. Um, but 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 it is a huge huge thing, you know, because that's where you know it, 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 everyone was kind of concerned that nobody wanted these regional deals anymore, these sports deals. Uh, we talked about it last time. How uh, I think it's Dish that still don't have the Blackhawks and and uh, Comcast Sportsnet. And uh, you know, once Domino falls, you know the rest are going to come. Because if it, I, I can tell you that I will literally, I have Comcast and I will go to whatever I have to to get my Cubs fix in, man. I'm not going to be without watching Cubs baseball. So oh, illegal, I think that puts illegal, a lot of pressure. Illegal Reddit streams too good for you? <laughs> <laughs> a little VPN action yeah. in your MLB package? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it is true that uh, there are ways to illegally stream and steal these baseball games. Uh, not necess- not not necessarily on the de- the devices you want to watch them on, but uh, yeah, this is, they got one giant deal done. But it seems like, oh my god, to me, cable is a dead fucking dinosaur. You know, it, and for them, you would think, but it's not because uh, there's no infrastructure for good cable anywhere outside of cities. So I have cable. And I only have cable because I have to. If I don't have cable, my internet is like, whatever, five megs a fucking second. Can you imagine somebody in the middle of like uh, Stalingrad in World War II getting bombarded every day, eating dead horse, being like, I've got cable because I have to. Right. <laughs> you fucking asshole. No, no, I understand. No, but my my point is, I'm just giving you shit. No, but put it in perspective. I think a lot of people talk about cable like it's going away, but it's not because there's no infrastructure for internet in this country at all. Like it's all in the cable. Fucking, it's all Comcast and uh, you know Directv and all that shit. So the you're, only way you're, to get you're your right internet. when you're talking about small markets, but when you're talking about large markets, there is a lot of cord cutting that's going on, um, and and these it used to be these regional 
cable t- deals were just huge money makers. It was just printing. You're printing your own yep. money, and it's not that anymore. So it does affect the Cubs in a negative way. But there is a lot of concern because here we are. It, you just don't snap your fingers and make these deals just pop up, you know. And you have to think about getting all your infrastructure ready to start broadcasting. Are they going to be ready for Cubs convention, which has not even been announced yet, and anything about it other than the weekend? And there has been. No ticket information, no information at all. But you would think that that would be something big for the network to have. And then you have spring training games. And it, it, even though we're still kind of watching the end of the baseball season here, it, it's not a lot of time to get things off the ground as far as launching a network. Right. Well, and I and I think DirecTV is a better way to go than cable. But, you know, I'm just saying. Well, it is, it, except for I can't get it in my building because right. my my old Macedonian – 82-year-old landlord does not allow those ugly fucking dishes to be put anywhere on the building. <laughs> no, no, and, you know, I'm... And that's most of Chicago, by the way. If you live in an right. apartment building, they do not want dishes hanging out your window on their roofs collecting spiders and uh, bird poop. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. No, and, and honestly, if I lived 10 miles west of where I live now... I would not have any sort of TV at all. It would just be all internet. But that's because that town actually has an infrastructure for internet. So you what's know? the fastest down you can get? The fastest mm-hmm. that I get here? I get like 150 here because of cable. If I don't get cable, then it drops to literally like 10. Re- w- w- really? Yeah. God. Yeah, that so like it's not even a choice. God, my brother's the same way in the Colorado Springs. Same way, it, it was awful. And I, I did a speed test when I was out there this summer, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, you know, you might as well have AOL. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I tried it when we first moved <laughs> here. I'm like, oh, I see. I don't have a choice. But if I lived in, um, like I said, ten. 10 miles to the west, that town has put in uh, one gig um, internet for the entire town. But the town runs it. But when we talk about this deal that was just made, I mean, it, it really has to be like a, a weight off of Crane's, uh, Crane Kenny's shoulders right here because if, if they didn't have a deal before the Thanksgiving, at least one deal, it just would have looked like a disaster. Now all of a sudden... You know, it brings a lot of other, you know, carriers to the table that don't want to risk losing uh, Cub fans because that is such a rabid fan base that I think a lot of people, I don't know a lot of people, but there would be people switching over and a lot of people dropping Comcast if you weren't able to watch the Cubs, if you got into like a Dodgers, similar to the situation with the Dodgers. and I don't know. That hasn't worked. That hasn't worked out for the Dodgers at all, though. It's a different market, different, different people, different uh, way of going about it, though. It, it is different, but outside of Chicago, those people, I mean, well, I guess you get Iowa because Iowa can't get anybody, and that's the only way to get it there. But outside of Chicago, you can get the MLB app. So, Oh, you know, this just in, Marquee Network is going live tonight in a surprise. All right, let's, let's listen in. Oh, here's Marquee Network launching. 
Well, this doesn't sound good at all. Speaking of AOL. <laughs> oh, God. God, why did they make us listen to that? Like, were there no musicians that worked at AOL back in the day being like, nobody wants to hear this. Our company will fail if we put static in their face. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, uh, let's uh, pinch off this show. Yeah. Uh, good boy. We, we hit... I, I don't want to be totally negative, but we should be a little bit negative here um, with the state of the Cubs at this point. Um, Crawley, you've always Were been... Were we positive on this show? <laughs> no, and we have no reason to be, by the way. And we're the pretty much the only show that will tell you that uh, you should have no hope. <laughs> so listen next week to another episode of the Sun Rancher Show. We're, well, hopefully people laughed. But, uh, hey, TFCs, I've got a few. I, I've got to start with this one, though. Um, Corey Freeman, I saw him tweet out, uh, you Darvish for president. And I said, well, what is this all about? And um, he had retweeted, you uh, Darvish, <laughs> who told somebody, eat fried chicken until death. Until you die. <laughs> well, it, it, tra- well, translated from Google is yeah. Until death, <laughs> it would same thing. But um, and then you uh, Darvish actually it's, people questioned him on this. So like, why are you telling people to die for eating fried chicken? And you uh, Darvish tweeted back and explained his Twitter name is Fried Chicken, and he said some weird things to me. So I told him to eat fried chicken for every meal until he dies. <laughs> Yes! So there's your ace next year. Please, Theo, build around him. Tom, open up the pocketbooks. Who else has one? Uh, Let's take a look. I grabbed one earlier. Let me see. I got it here. This was some guy, JD, with a whole bunch of numbers after him. So you know it's a a high-quality account. (laughs) That's how you know with all the numbers. You all Cardinal fans should have told at Ryan Helsley to shut his crybaby ass up. Forever cursed by the chop on. So this was a guy saying that the reason the the reason that the Braves lost is because they were they didn't do their stupid chop. I knew somebody was gonna say that. Yeah. The Uh. day the day that came out. And then they did the chop anyway, by the way. They did the chop the entire game. They played the fucking music at the stadium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like we took away the foam choppers. Tomahawks. The foam (laughs) choppers. The foam tomahawks. We're going to give those to homeless children, by the way. And uh, (laughs) we're going to play this music, but we don't expect you to use your arm. And do the oh, 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 oh. If, if you give a junkie a bunch of heroin and not a needle, they'll find a needle. <laughs> that, that might be a strange analogy. It's a, it's a stretch, <laughs> but yeah, those people are, jun- are chop junkies. They just got it. In fact, they should just move the Braves out of Atlanta. Let's just move them to Montreal where, where all the uh, sensible people want teams. I mean, I just my eyes couldn't roll back any further in my head after seeing that. Just like, oh god, oh, you didn't see the uh, BFIB attacking 
the Cardinals for wearing purple today, then did you? Oh, let's hear this. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. There, there were two of them, too many of them, and they're all just the same thing. It's like, oh, we hate gay people, and now we hate the Cardinals because of gay people. Yeah, that was the basic uh, thing. No, the one that I have, go eat a Chick Fil A. Yeah, the one that I have is uh, Kaplan talking about Espada impressing in his interview, and Casino Nico says, "Who cares? Do what's needed to win. Let David Ross go manage in Pittsburgh or San Diego." So this just in: David Ross is up for the Pittsburgh and San Diego job. Yeah. All right, breaking. That's that's where we're at with these people. They literally have no idea what's going on. Neither do we. <laughs> but we have a podcast and a Patreon. <laughs> well, I, I know that David Ross is not looking for a job. This just happens to be the thing looking for him. I liked Alexandra DeSanctis, who said um, she's a Nationals fan. And according to her... <laughs> According to her profile picture, it looks like she once maybe appeared on um, a college quiz show because it's not Jeopardy, but she's definitely a contestant on something. She has a white check mark, and uh, she says, I'm sorry, but I just do not have respect for baseball fans who move to D.C. from other parts of the country and become national fans. Uh, Nobody I, becomes a Nationals yeah, fan from yeah, another part of the country. Being a Nationals fan is not a thing. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you were not a Nationals fan before. And let me let me double up here because that one was unsuccessful. Casey Knapp says uh, on uh, Ivy Envy Patreon supporters on Facebook, Harrison Bader is like if Yacht Rock was a person. <laughs> <laughs> Good I line. like that one. Good line. Yes. Anybody else have yeah, any he, more? He no. he faded quickly, didn't he? Yeah, but he pissed us off enough when he was here. Oh, uh, yeah. oh. Um, he, uh, oh I, this is what I was looking for when you. Why did you bring up Dexter Fowler before? Because we haven't had a good uh, leadoff hitter since, lead him. Yeah, all right. since he was gone. So um, Scott, otherwise known as at Midwest Ope on Twitter, says. Cardinal fans wouldn't have to be pissed at Dexter Fowler if Oscar Tavares hadn't killed himself. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's harsh. Yeah, I mean, just it's wrong. I mean, you just don't Midwest Ope. Get get it together. <laughs> <laughs> you you suck at life. Um, nobody likes you. Eddie. Uh, Anybody else have it? Because I've got a bunch from this week because there's no Cubs baseball to look at, so no. I'm just, like, screenshotting TFCs. All, all I know is that the at the skimmers has a picture of Mordecai Brown, Cubs superstar pitcher in mid-windup, and it's awesome. Go to – so yeah, it's you, not, that's not a good uh, TFC for a, uh, an all-audio podcast, but go to at the skimmers – and take a look at Mordecai Brown pitching. Yeah, I blocked that guy because he kept tagging me in all his stupid fucking photos of Mordecai Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. You're, I fucking... you're like, I get it. He's got three fingers. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. No, I did. I was like, enough. Like, because people try to like, you know, 
get in on your shit, you know, and I'm I'm fine with that. Like anybody's in, like, you know, I'm about to play a uh a voicemail from Joe Madden with uh somebody who who no, I am let's, giving let's voice that. to. Why are we fucking around with terrible well, well I got one more Twitter accounts. So I tweeted out uh on this anniversary of the Bartman game Let's focus instead on how great that moment was for Marlins fans. Oh, wait. They don't have fans. Never mind. So I tweeted that out. But the response to me was, I'd been married just under seven months. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Quite That's the terrible. roller coaster and awakening for my bride! Exclamation point. Like, I got Lefty Lefty Gomez. I don't know if you uh, saw what happened with Josh Reddick in New York. Uh, Josh Reddick, uh, they were throwing shit at him on the field, water bottles and other and uh, souvenir baseballs and crap. And that I think poor that, guy, uh, man. I used to call him Red Dick when he was with the Dodgers in the 2016 uh, NLCS. I I stood right behind him and say, "What's up, Red Dick?" Yeah, and so when Lefty Gomez said, yo, Josh Reddick needs to stop being a fucking pussy. I went to a Mets game where this guy was ripping Dexter Fowler, talking about his mom, saying racial stuff. Then Fowler hit a three RBI double and blew a kiss to the guy the next inning. That's how you handle it. Yeah, it's that easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just just hit a game-winning fucking RBI walk-off win and then uh, blow a kiss. Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, try to do that when you're just a normal person too. People get pissed. You walk out on that little league field. Just it, it's yeah, weird. that's that's always awkward. And yeah. this this is one more Josh Reddick because when you said that, it made me write KSP bot sports bot said uh, reminder that if there was a prospect named Josh Bludick, we would be losing our collective minds. But we just let Josh Reddick slip in and out of our consciousness like nothing <laughs> is out of the ordinary. Uh, slip in and out. That's good. Nice turn of phrase. That was Grant Bisbee. Sorry, Grant Brisby. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's on the the equivalent of the outside the Ivy Show for the San Francisco Giants. Okay, well, Grant, good one on that one. That was pretty damn funny. Yeah, um, I, I believe he's the me of that show, <laughs> or I am the him, <laughs> or I am the him of his show. I, I don't know how it works. So it's like wait, wait, wait. So you're Seinfeld saying here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're saying he's the one that took his shirt off in the middle of the show? No, no, he he's not that brave, and he also <laughs> does not have the the pectoral muscles or uh, stringy chest hair that I have to really pull it off. But um, uh, do you remember back in the day? Now Crawley might not remember this because he wasn't on the show then, or you might have been on the show at this time. But we used to always do. We used to always end our show with Koji says. Oh yes, Koji. <laughs> So this Koji says, is it's a tweet from Koji Uehara, who has given up on the blog, is now a prolific tweeter, who I have now have notifications on his tweets just to <laughs> clock everything he's saying. Um, but I this Koji says that's going to end our show is actually a uh, trivia question. What, what is Koji Uehara describing in these... Uh, well, I'll give you a hint. In the American League playoffs, what is he describing here? What moment? He says, the referee takes over. 
Which one of these long free times will bring the flow? Some zones will be different. Michael versus Wasn't, Crawley. Uh, you said what? Michael first? <laughs> yeah, what, what is he describing there? I think he's describing there was an umpire that uh, got a concussion and was taken out of the game, yeah? Yeah, good yeah. one, Crawley. See, that's a man who's bet on beer money. Yeah, that was the dude the other yeah. I, we saw that the other day and uh I remember it took it took the field ump like twenty minutes to put dude, on yeah, the time, gear. Yeah. What the fuck was going on there? It, I was listening on Yankees radio at that point. And it's a great broadcast team. I mean, you might not like them if it's not your style, but they're cl- pretty classic. And they're the only ones that have a woman, I think. Susan Stroman and uh, John Sterling, the yeah. the guy that goes, the Yankees win, <laughs> and that guy. So, and, But Susan Stroman is the brains of that operation, let me tell you. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, uh, John Sterling was pissed the fuck off off at that moment he's like well i don't know what's taking so long like where are they like this is the the alcs and who who, who are looking like he was mad and susan truman just kept thinking about what might be going on she's like well maybe they don't have equipment that fits i'm like was the umpire really fat they didn't forgot to bring (laughs) the other guy's stuff and then they ended up bringing what like the left or right field umpire in to be the home plate umpire, and that is what Koji Uehara was uh, referring to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Michael, so then, you lose. You, yeah, know, you just didn't the, guess fast I enough. Believe, and I believe the Astros were in the field when that happened, right? So it, it, it affected the Astros pitcher. Is that right? Actually, I think it might have been or was the Yankees. I don't remember. Re- regardless. Regardless, Astros now lead the series 3-1, to one, I think. Right. Whoever's pitching has to come back after like 20 minutes to pitch again. And then, as Koji says, the zones may be different. You know, I was listening. You were talking about radio broadcasts. I could not do another Mike Shannon broadcast after the last time we talked about it. So I actually went with the Nationals broadcast team, and that was really, really good. I it's really great, yeah. That broadcast. No, that is a great broadcast. They've. Um, I'm gonna look up their names right now. I tried to listen to them this summer, and it was just a random game. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't feeling it. it. I was driving back. It was in May. I was driving back from. I don't know if it was Iowa. maybe the energy of the clincher game or whatever, but it, it, they had me kind of on my edge of my seat, and I just could not listen to Mike Shannon just like gargle into a microphone anymore I just um no is uh charlie slow charlie slows and dave jagler could you imagine what would have happened if uh the cardinals broadcast had that 20 minute gap <laughs> snoring (laughs) i got a new uh water bottle the other day it's got its own straw (laughs) you can hear you know he sometimes he's snoring when there's actually action in the game much less much less when the umpires changing clothes yeah he calls base hits home runs but um are are we almost done with this yeah (laughs) spagog Somebody had to. Spagunk. Let's, Spagunk. let's get moving. Spagunk. Yeah, let's go. Spagunk. 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 Spagunk.
If you want to help keep this show live on the air, please subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Thanks for listening. Wanted, a manager for two adorable Cubs fans. If you want to be our skipper, don't sell Vinny's wine and liquor. Better D, more ships, no more theme trips. McPhee, sign a lead-off hitter. Develop the young. good at math don't need a hippie dude don't want clowns or animals from zoos use a lot of analytics and no slogans or stupid gimmicks yeah try not to suck don't pull the starter if he's cruising don't go to the pen and end up losing. We just want a manager to lead our team to be number one in the National League. Hurry, Skipper. Many thanks sincerely. Keeks and Mika speak. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app.
That's all one word. Broom gate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.